0: Welcome to Animal Cafe, where you'll hear weekly interviews with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals, and a monthly segment reviewing fun, fabulous, and useful products for your pets. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for more. Hi, this is Edie Jirolam, pet travel correspondent at Animal Cafe. Today I'm going to be talking with Diane Silver who's a writer and public relations consultant, that most people in pet circles probably know her best as the caretaker of the charming Cosmo Havanese, Dog About Town, and the muse behind Diane's blog, To Dog With Love. Diane first put Cosmo on Twitter as a social media experiment. Now Diane and Cosmo use social media to help raise funds and awareness for animal rescue, as well as to share stories about the bond between pets and owners and the adventures they can discover together. And it's some of those adventures that I'm going to be talking about with her today. So welcome, Diane.
1: Thank you. It's so great to be here today.
0: Good. Well, I, the adventures that I want to talk about is uh, the world traveler part of the uh, description that you gave of, of Cosmo. And uh, I'd love to know when did you start traveling with him?
1: Well, he started really young, and, and that may be why it's been so easy to travel with him. When he was about 14 weeks old, uh, I took him to Chicago with me. We always celebrate family Thanksgivings up there, and um, and I'll admit I was a little worried on that first trip because I didn't know how he'd do, but he did just great, and um, we've been traveling ever since. Um Um, But one of the things I did do is I got him very familiar with his travel bag before we ever got on a plane. Of course, I mean, I I had a few weeks to do that, but he was young, and and it was certainly not too early to start training him. So we played lots of games, and um, I had him jump in his bag, and I gave him treats, and it just became a really fun place to be. And I'd carry him around um, in it and put him in the car and drive around in it. So... From an early, very early age, Cosmo liked to just come along with, so he you um, really associated his travel bag with that, and I think that helps make him a really good traveler.
0: Oh well, that's great. Interested to know about your international adventures with Cosmo.
1: Well, okay. we actually we've been to Italy twice now, and it all started with um, I have a friend whose job his job took him to Italy, and he was there for a few years. And he had known Cosmo since Cosmo was a puppy. And I think during the time he spent in Italy, he just saw how dog-friendly it was. And, um, you know, for, for anybody who's listening who has, has been overseas, they see people take dogs into restaurants, and it's just a whole different environment than it is here. Um, and not only in restaurants. I remember the first time I went over to Europe, I saw dogs on, like, ferry boats and all sorts of kind of transportation. Um, It was just very, very dog friendly. So when my friend was over there and and when he had been living here, you know, we would take Cosmo out to restaurants and he knew that Cosmo was just a great traveler and really just likes to come along and always charms everybody (laughs) everywhere he goes. So when he invited me to come over to visit, he encouraged me to bring Cosmo as well. Um, And again, that was probably the second time I was nervous about traveling with him because it was a whole new experience. And um, I just had to make sure that he had all the right uh, paperwork, um, although I will say traveling to Italy was really a breeze. Um, it's, it's much easier traveling into the country there than it is coming back. Um, really
0: interesting. How did yeah. You, how did you research the international travel? Um, a,
1: cu- a couple of ways. I... Um, and, of course, this was before I was familiar with Dog John and Mary Alice because she has great information on her blog, too. But my first trip was before I even knew her, before I had a blog. And um, I asked my vet, and I also went on the um, it's the Italian Embassy site. We'll um, talk about dog travel. If you go look at your airline that you're going to travel, I traveled on Delta, um, and they have information on um, international travel with your pet. Um, So I researched just as many sites as I could to make sure that all the information added up (laughs) to the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, my vet was actually the one um, that filled out the paperwork, both international paperwork, and you have to have your rabies certificate, and then you actually have to fill out an international um, travel certificate that you send to the USDA in your area, they certify it and send it back to you. I think in some cases or some areas you might have to actually visit in person. But um, in my case, I was able to just mail it in and they mail it back. Um, there was a, a small charge for that, and um, I'd say it was around—it was right around thirty dollars, probably not exactly. Um, so it just takes a little bit of time and advanced planning to get all the paperwork. And I've actually also written about that on Two Dogs with Love.
0: Oh, good. That's put the uh, link in the uh, blog post that I do about this interview, so you'll have to send that to me.
1: Great. I will do that. So, yeah, it's probably a lot easier to um, read it, and you'll see all the links there. Um, and then, so when we, when we traveled out, going out of Atlanta, I want to say all they checked, there was nothing special leaving the country. You know, we, of course, you have to have your passport. Uh, but when we came into Italy, Again, they didn't check for anything. But we, you know, I showed my passport. They knew I was traveling with my dog. I had all his papers in his carry-on bag. And and again, he went in his carrier um, in the cabin. And that's a whole other story that I'll, I'll get to in a second. How I chose that carrier. Um, but you know, he it it was it was really easy for him too. I was worried because it's a long flight. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about it's about nine. I'm going to say it's about nine hours over and more like ten and a half coming back. Wow. But when you figure in, you know, you get there early, to go through security, and especially coming back, going uh, back through customs and security in Atlanta takes a long time. Um, so he was in his bag for, for a while. <laughs> um, but again, you know, we talked to our vet about it, and, um, you know, I just didn't feed him like, you know, didn't, of course, feed him right before we traveled and didn't give him very much water right before um, he traveled either, and he did just fine, and he really didn't even seem to be uncomfortable at all. Even when we got to the other side, he just crawled out of his bag, shook himself off, and he was ready to go, and in fact, he looked like he was in a lot better shape than I was from (laughs) traveling all night. (laughs) Were you nervous about that first trip? Uh, yeah, because I just didn't know, you know, how long he could be in the bag. And I didn't know if he'd start, you know, squirming or crying. And, and he's always been so good about just I put him in his bag and he curls up and he just knows that, you know, he's getting to come with me and he's really happy about that. And um, so he usually just snoozes the whole way anywhere we've gone. Every now and then I'll see him change position, you know, a couple times. And, and he's, like, never made a peek. Wow. And so this was a really long flight, much longer than anything we'd ever done. And um, of course, going over to Italy, you're traveling overnight, but you leave kind of early. I mean, earlier than he's normally accustomed to going to sleep. So he, um, yeah, he just got in his bag, curled up. I did some of the things I did the first time is I found something called um, like dry fur pads. And I was looking for like anything that I could you know, buy and have with me just in case. Mm-hmm. So I put one of those on the bottom of his carrier. I thought, well, just in case, you know, and it's supposed to absorb any, anything that, you know, he might do in the um, carrier. But, um, you know, he had, he had no issues at all, no accidents, nothing like that. And I also took a couple of um, the pee pads with me, and I thought, well, worst-case scenario, I'll – smuggle him to the airplane bathroom and put down a pee pad and he'd go on it. But he never, he never needed to get out of his bag. And I find that he's more comfortable um, if I just don't worry about it. And I leave him in there and I don't fuss with him too much. He seems very comfortable.
0: Did you have to train him to use pee pads in advance? Was that one of the things that you did in preparation or in general for traveling?
1: Well, you know, I mean, it was just kind of coincidental when he was a puppy. I lived in a condo. And when I started housebreaking him, I actually did use P-pads. But he hasn't used one in a long time, although I think that he'd still know what to do with them. Um, Hmm. And uh, I'm going to tell you something else about the travel bag. Um, When we went, I had been traveling with a different kind of travel bag, and I was a little worried because some of them are, they push the the limits of the dimensions the airline actually get you, give you but I'd never had a tr- tr- trouble with it. But when I went to Italy, I just wanted to make sure there was going to be no trouble at all. So I researched the maximum dimensions, and on Delta, it said I could travel with a bag that was 12 by 12 by 18. Um, so I went online and basically just searched 12 by 12 by 18 travel bags.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and just see, what are the largest ones out there? And the one that came up was the sturdy bag, which is the bag we actually currently travel in. And um, so I, I actually did get him a new travel bag for the Italian adventure because I thought I wanted the biggest bag that I could possibly travel with that he'd be comfortable in. And I really li- I like it because it's lightweight, so that makes it a little bit easier for me, um, and it's flexible. So not all airline seats are configured the same, and some have a little less room than others, so it like, which down real easily under the seat, and it makes it really easy for him to sit under.
0: Well, I. you how much does Cosmo weigh?
1: Well, Cosmo is 16 pounds and a lot of fluff, too.
0: Uh-huh.
1: He looks even probably bigger than he is, and, and at 16 pounds, he really is kind of pushing the limit of in-cabin travel. Um, I believe on Delta they had a maximum, I think with dog and carrier combined, it's 20 pounds. I think Cosmo comes in right at that with his carrier. Of course I have a lot of things in the carrier too, so I could probably get the weight down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um not on him though. <laughs> so um yeah, he's he's good weight for his size, but I'd say that's that's probably the most challenging thing for me is he's not an itty bitty little dog. Probably. Yeah, Cosmo's a great little traveler, but um he is a lot of dog over my shoulder. <laughs> so yeah. um and with a lot of the airports, like even if you get, they have those carts and things you can get at the airport, but um, I've never had a case where they let you take it all the way through. You know, once you get to security, then you're sort of on your own. Um, so that's kind of a challenge. Um, and I know that there are a lot of good carriers out there that are on wheels, but from what I can tell so far, all the ones on wheels are a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. um, and I just don't want him to have to be in a smaller space. Sure. I'd love to talk a little more about our Italy trip um it was i mean it is a great place as my friend said you know italy is just a great place to be a dog because <laughs> mm-hmm. they do they get to go everywhere and you notice people travel with their dogs just like you know that's part of their family and whether we were on public transportation i mean everything from you know subways to high-speed trains to um we actually even went to venice on our first trip and cosmo really loved the gondola rides he loved <laughs> And and he loved to, like, hang his head out, you know, over the side of the gondola and just sniff the the air and the water. Um, And and when you get to Venice, you take a ferry over to the city, and he he loved that, too. So I think he he really liked it there. Um, We also spent some time up in the Italian Dolomites, the um, um, mountains, up near this little town called Trentino. And it was around the holidays um, in December, and it was, you know, all decorated, and it was just so beautiful, this little mountain town. And then there was an area where you could take a bus ride up the mountain, and there were um, ski slopes. So it was everything from downhill, cross-country, and snowshoeing. And they actually let Cosmo on the snowshoeing trails with us. Wow. Uh, which was a lot of fun. So we had our snowshoes on, which is just kind of like hiking through deep snow <laughs> And um, I didn't know how Cosmo was going to be, if he was just going to, like, you know, stand like a statue in the snow and be cold. But as soon as he got up there and got the chance to zoom around, he just went nuts, just got his zoomies on and had a great time playing in the snow and just hiking with us. And, um, I mean, he loved it. Oh, that's it, it was really a blast. And then we also spent time in um, in Milan in the city, and there he was able to go to all the restaurants with us, um and it's not like it is here where you know there are dog friendly restaurants but it's always some kind of patio that you're sitting out on. So when it, you know, when it's cold in the winter you can go with your dog inside a restaurant and he's just, you know, accustomed to doing that sort of thing. So he just lay under the table and um and also the the restaurant people in Italy were, were very generous with giving him little tastes of the food too. So he he got some uh special little snacks that we normally don't give him. (laughs) But he did really well. And then this last visit we took, um, we were in Rome, and Rome has some great dog-friendly places, and we also did a a couple of posts about the places we went in Rome. There's a a park, uh, the Parco Villa Borghese, which is a a wonderful park to walk through, and it's just so beautiful, and they had an area called um, known as the Valley of the Dogs, we actually just kind of viewed that from afar because it looked like it was a lot of big dogs the day we were there. And Cosmo preferred to play with other small dogs,
0: understandably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was so beautiful to walk through. And again, they had a lovely restaurant right there in the park, and we're able to walk right in and um, you know sit down at the table with a beautiful view of Rome, with you know Cosmo right there by our side. Well, it sounds like there was nothing
0: really you couldn't do with Cosmo
1: really wasn't. I mean, shopping, and even here, you know, I, I'll take him shopping with me here, but there we could go in everywhere. Um, the restaurants are always the big thing here. And, and in Italy, um, there every now and then we'd find a place that didn't allow dogs.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
1: sure why, because <laughs> mm-hmm. most of the places do, but there are just a few places that don't allow dogs. But, um, you know, we really didn't have a tr- trouble with that because almost every place allows you to take them with.
0: You probably couldn't take him to the opera if you had tried to do that, but I...
1: I... you yeah, That's a good put. You're right, because we actually did. We went to La Scala in Milan, and that was the one place we didn't take him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. He might have howled along in accompaniment to the uh,
1: singing, so... And it's interesting. People, I think, are also very good about keeping their own dogs under control. So if you walk down the street... Um, you know, everybody keeps their dogs close by their side, um, which is great. You don't have to worry about, you know, dogs lunging at your dog or whatever. And it, it's more that the people really interact with your dog rather than thinking that, um, you know, their dogs have to come up and sniff your dog because, you know, Cosmo, like I said, he doesn't always like that if it's a big dog. <laughs> you know how to...
0: Well, the one other thing that uh, you mentioned Um, in an email was that you have had problems with your shoulder and I wanted to know how it was um, in your last trip traveling with Cosmo uh, when you have had the equivalent of a a disability.
1: Yeah, it was really interesting. So I had, um, I had shoulder surgery um, for a rotator cuff repair and um, it was, you know, I've never had surgery before. I've been lucky in that way. And I was You know, like, how in the world am I going to, you know, travel, much less travel with my dog? So, again, I did some research, and I'll typically fly Delta out of Atlanta. And um, when you go on their website, there's a whole area for um, disabled travelers. So what I did is when I made my reservation, and I even talked to them and told them I'm going to be traveling with my dog, and and I was worried about that because I thought they might not be willing to be as accommodating, you know, if it wasn't just me and my bag. (laughs) It's also my dog. But it was great. So you just, when I made my reservation, they put in for a a wheelchair in the reservation. And that's the only way they have of um, identifying it. Like, they don't really identify what your issue is. And in my case, I just can't, I can't really carry anything for a while. And then when I got to the curb at um, the airport, um, they ended, I, I ended up, like, having a Skycap take me inside so they could carry my things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had a wheelchair come right to, well, first of all, when you travel with your pet, there's a special area you, you go to for pet check-in. And then they had the person with the wheelchair come and um, get me. And I told them, you know, I can walk. <laughs> I just can't carry things. But what's easiest is they just had me sit in the chair, and then I put Cosmo in his bag on my lap. And then I, I checked one bag and then had a small carry-on on wheels that they were able to, you know, wheel right with the chair. So they took me through security. And, again, security was something I was worried about because I'm not able, I'm not able to, like, lift my bags up on the security belt. So they did all the lifting for me. And then the only thing they did tell me is that they were not allowed to touch my dog. That so must be some kind of liability thing. But they're able to, you know, pick him up in his carrier But when you go through security and you go through the x-ray, you take your dog out of the carrier and then typically you would carry him through with you. Um, So I also wasn't able to carry Cosmo. So I talked to them there and said, look, I can't carry him, but I have his leash. And I put him on his leash and um, they let me walk him through that way. way. And then on the other side, I I had to put him back in the bag, though, um, by myself. They're not really allowed to, like I said, touch him. But... Again, we played so many travel bag games that I just always have treats on hand and just tell him to get back in his bag, and he gets in, and usually it does help to have an extra hand, but it was okay. <laughs> it was okay to zip him up.
0: Well, it's good to know that it's it's doable. Um, I mean, it's nice that, of course, um, it's great that, you know, you, you won't need the help, but if there are other people who, you know, do want to travel with a pet that's not a service dog, but... Um, but have a problem with you know, the same type of thing you're experiencing. Um, it's great to know that the system does work and everybody sounds like they were very nice.
1: Yeah, they were very nice and very accommodating to you know that you can travel with your pet and the airlines will definitely accommodate for that.
0: Well, let me ask you one final question. Do you have any advice to give other people who are uh, wanting to travel abroad with their pets?
1: Yeah, you know, I think part of it Is knowing your dog, Um, you know, I didn't have to consider whether I thought Cosmo was the right type of dog to travel because he'd already traveled a lot, um, and I knew he was happy to, you know, come along um, with no matter where I'm going. Um, I would just say to, you know, check check with your vet in terms of the, you know, travel papers that they need to figure out because they are the ones that will wind up um, filling out the paperwork. You know, and then even ask your vet on if, if they'll, they'll give your um, dog a checkup, too, to make sure that they feel they're healthy to travel. So I think that's important, that they're good enough shape to travel that kind of distance. And then I would say, um, you know, just to not be too nervous about it, because I think if you're relaxed, a lot of times your your pet will be relaxed, too. They'll feel that energy that you're giving off. Um so I think beyond that, it's just to have a great time. Once you get there, you'll have a fantastic time with your pet. Great. Well, thank you so
0: much for your help with, uh, with traveling internationally, Diane. It was, it was great to have you here. Thank and you. We love talking about it. <laughs> well, thanks again, and we look forward to seeing the rest of you next week for our next Animal Cafe adventure.